to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor and I'm your host. I appreciate you being here. Whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener, welcome. This is the show where we learn to feed ourselves so that we can feed our business. And today I'm going to have a um, somewhat controversial topic. Uh, I was trying to think of the word controversial is the word I was looking for. I'm this topic. So the topic today is why social media is killing your business. And I um, kind of have a grin on my face as I'm talking about it. Because like most people, I think getting away from social media um, is a lot harder than we think. And the reason is, is because it's addictive. It's as addictive as cigarettes or as addictive as um, you know, alcohol or sugar or any of those things that really aren't good for us. And so um, when we think about it in that way, we take a different perspective. So rather than delve into whether or not you should be on social media or how often you should be on social media, I want to take it from a business perspective. And I really want you to think about the time that you spend there and the energy you spend there and whether or not it's really feeding your business. So I'm going to dive into five different uh, questions that I'm hoping you're going to ask yourself at the end of this episode and uh, give you some food for thought. And I've actually created a freebie to go with this because I think it's important to not only when you're listening to this, um, but as you go back and you kind of work through this on your own um, to have a little worksheet for you to work through. So I created a quick worksheet um, with the five questions and then a few little tips at the end that you can download at elisaconnor.com forward slash 52 download. And this is my 52nd episode, which means I've done this podcast now for a year. And I, it's very, it's been a very interesting experience. I'm not going to go into it too much in the episode today because we have a lot to cover already, but I do want to let you know that doing this podcast really is one of the favorite parts of my business. Um, I really enjoy it. I get a lot of positive feedback when I'm out and about and, um, from people contacting me about it. And so, um, I'm going to continue doing the podcast and I'm hoping to be here as long as you guys want to keep learning. So before we hop into those five questions that I want you guys to ask, I want to remind you one that there's a freebie that you can find at elisaconnor.com forward slash 52. But let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is I need more clients and I get it. Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. To grow your email list, you've got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. 
That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. You can sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. Let's jump into those five reasons that social media is likely killing your business. If you're like most entrepreneurs, it's really hard to stay focused uh, unless you are super, well, even if you're super um, committed to staying focused and you have the best intentions, a lot of times it's really easy to get sucked into something that will waste your time and waste your effort and not grow your business. And unfortunately, social media is one of those things. It has been said to be as addictive as either cocaine, cigarettes, alcohol, or even sugar. Now, I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your social media accounts, that's really not my job, but I do wanna make you aware of some questions to start asking yourself if you're really going to intentionally use social media to grow your business. So the number one reason that social media is likely killing your business is that it's super distracting. You often get on Instagram, you're like, I'm just gonna be on there for a minute, I'm gonna do my post, and then the next thing you know, 45 minutes have gone by because you're ultimately doing the thumb scroll. It's easy to get sucked into, it's even um, easier, I think, to get sucked into things like Facebook, where there's a lot of drama and a lot of emotion around the things that people are posting. So often we are consuming much more than we create. And by that, I mean, we are reading everybody else's stuff and we're out there participating in everyone else's groups and we're not creating the content that is going to actually promote what we're doing and promote our business. Um, we're not putting any limits into place for ourselves. We're not saying, okay, you've got 10 minutes to do this. Um, and that's it. I'm actually currently listening to you. This is such a brilliant idea. I can't wait to share it with you because I heard it this morning. And so it's fresh in my mind. I'm listening to the book Atomic Habits. And um, if you know anything about me, you know, I don't consume a lot of, I, I like to call it nonsense. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't listen to the radio. In fact, the ra if the radio comes on in my car, I have a new car and it's super annoying because um, in my former car, when I was listening to something on my device, it would just automatically pull it up regardless. Um, and now it pops on the radio and the radio to me is like the most annoying piece of technology because it is constantly, you're constantly being bombarded. And I probably need to re, I probably need to reanalyze that and look at it like, okay, what do I need to learn from these commercials? And what do I need to learn from these people that are yammering on on the radio? Um, but the long, this is turning into a long segment, but I'm, I'm currently listening to, and I listen to a lot of books on Audible um, because it's easy, it's an easy way to learn. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of books, but I'm currently listening to Atomic Habits and I don't have the author in front of me, but I'll link to it in the show notes. But one of the things that he said to break his um, habit or his, to limit his amount of social media is that he has a virtual assistant who on Monday mornings would change all of his social media passwords and he couldn't get into them for the entire week. And he said he is in, and then on Friday she would give him the new passwords. And so over the weekend he could get in there and catch up on what he needed to catch up on. And, um, he was super productive the rest of the week. 
And so I don't know um, if that's going to work for, for you or for what you're doing, but um, that's an extreme example. But it, it definitely will increase your productivity and give you back a ton of time that um, you will no longer be able to fill with excuses of I can't get it done. So I want you to look at like, how are you going to limit that? Like, do you, and there's an app also um, that you can add to your computer that, and I will research it and put it in the show notes too. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but you can put a limit of, you know, you have to get the, these number of tasks done before you can log into Facebook again. And so it definitely gives you a limiter on the amount of time that you would spend on social media. I don't think that app works on, I think it's only desktop, so it doesn't work on your phone. That's the only kind of downfall about it. But regardless, um, social media we know is super distracting. It often can pull you in a different direction and it prevents you from reaching your goals. So that's the number one way that it's killing your business. So how are you going to, my question to you is, how are you going to eliminate or limit that distraction? Number two, if you are using social media for business, so often I find people that they just don't have a plan. They're like, I'm just going to post on Instagram every day. And then I'll ask them, so is that leading to customers? And they'll say, well, no. I'm like, why are you doing it? That's a lot of time to create those posts, to get on there every day, to even if you're using a scheduler. If you're creating a bunch of posts that don't lead anywhere, you haven't backed it up from Um, you know, I want to sell this eventually and backed it up from there. It's a waste of time and it's definitely a waste of money. Um, The other piece of that is that you have no ability to measure your success with social media or with any marketing endeavor for that matter, if you don't have a plan, because a plan entails having ways to analyze what you're doing. And so if you're not analyzing everything you do in your business when it comes to marketing, you don't know if it's working or not. So you're just gonna continue to spend time and money and resources on things that may or may not be working. And you don't know. And it's really hard, especially now, to stand out in a super noisy online world. So if you don't have a plan and you aren't ready to back it with some strategy and some um, ads to promote what you're wanting to do with your business, in the social media feed, you're likely not even going to be seen. As you know, Facebook keeps changing the algorithm. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you right now, but um, Facebook continues to change the algorithm in their favor um, to promote, they they want people to advertise with them. And so they're gonna give those people preferential treatment. Well, the same has happened with Instagram and it's no surprise because Facebook also owns Instagram. So the other entities of social media are also finding, um, it's not that they're finding out, but they're implementing similar practices. So if you wanna stand out and you want to reach more people, you need to have a plan. And so if you don't have a plan, stop what you're doing. I, I, I feel like every time, I don't know about you guys, but every time I say that, I feel like I need to sing that song from the 80s, stop what you're doing, I'm about to ruin. Anyway, stop, just stop. <laughs> This is what you get when uh, you get crazy people that have had too much coffee on the podcast. Um, but you, going back to what I'm saying is you really do need to have a plan. And if you don't if you don't have a plan, then that leads you to 
problem number three, you're trying to be everywhere. And this is super time consuming because you're trying to post on LinkedIn and stay on top of that. You're you're trying to be on Facebook. You're trying to be on Instagram. You're trying to be on Pinterest. You're trying to be on YouTube. You're trying to have a podcast. And so it is really difficult to um, be everywhere and accomplish something. You really need to choose one platform and give it your all and make that the platform that you create your content. I recommend doing that in some way that connects to your website. So whether that's, if you're gonna do a video show, make sure that it's going over to your website where you have show notes. If you're gonna do a podcast, same thing. If you're gonna write blogs, same. Um, But figure out different ways to repurpose that content and get it on your favorite platform. If you can make a name for yourself on one platform, it becomes much easier to add the other ones. And I am a huge fan of finding people to help you. There are social media managers out there that can help you grow your audience, help you get on different platforms, be on multiple platforms, but you have to have revenue coming in in order to pay for those people. So that leads us back to point number two, which is you got to have a plan to sell them something. So um, when you're trying to be everywhere, you're also gonna make yourself crazy because you're gonna be trying to post everywhere, you're gonna be trying to comment and keep up with all of the interaction or get interaction or get traction or any of those things. So my recommendation is to pick one area that you want to be seen and ask two questions. Number one, is your audience there? Because if they're not there, you're wasting your time. And if you don't know if your audience is there, you need to go back and research that. And I've talked about that in several episodes that um, I can link to in the show notes, but I'm not gonna go into that right now, but you need to figure out where your ideal client is. And then you need to spend 90% of your time promoting what you create. So you're gonna spend 10% of your time creating content and 90% of your time promoting it on one platform. And if you do that, you'll become known. You'll, you're not gonna make yourself crazy. You're gonna be more aware of what you're doing. Now, does that mean don't ever post on the other platforms? Absolutely not. If you have um, you know, people that you're connected to on say LinkedIn, but your main platform is Facebook, post on LinkedIn, hey, I have you know so this and this going on on Facebook in my Facebook group. So always direct back to your main platform. Um, wherever that might live. And that's going to make your life much more sane and much easier to manage. So point number four, and I touched on this a little bit in um, point number two, but your social media um, doesn't have a connection to your sales funnel. And that really is what it is. If you have social media that you're just putting out there, posts, ideas, Instagram stories, all that, and you're creating all this traction, but then they go to your profile. I see this a lot on Instagram. They go to your profile and you have a link that either doesn't exist, you haven't linked it anywhere, or that goes to a generic page on your website. Well, they're gonna go to that homepage and go, oh, this is nice, there's nothing here, bye-bye. And so you really need to create that sales funnel. Like what is the next step for them to take in order to work with you, do business with you, or get to know you better? and connecting all of those dots so that you can um, create revenue and generate profit in your business. Because if you're just out there to connect and be social, that's great. But if you're trying to run a business, you need to be ringing that cash register. So um, the problems I see on social media, and I I know um, people that have had, you know, that I've worked with in the past have had these same problems. 
Um, they're not offering uh, an opportunity for um, new faces and new bodies to be introduced to their product. So there's no way for them to sell their product. Um, there's no way for them to track sales that are coming from social media. So I see this a lot in restaurants. Like every restaurant wants to be on Instagram because it's pretty and there's food, but they're not tracking that. And it would be so easy to implement a sales funnel that would track exactly who is coming in from their Instagram account and spending money. Um, the same goes for like wineries and breweries and all those areas there. Um, they really, really struggle with connecting A plus B equals C. And um, you can actually increase your revenue by tracking that and then retargeting those people with an email campaign to get them to be consistent um, clientele, which is really what keeps a restaurant in business. It's like, you can't have a one-time person coming in from a coupon and then you never see him again. You've got to have repeat business. And in order to do that, you need to nurture those relationships. So think about how that would apply to your business. Um, and that was my, my third point under this category was that you have no way to nurture and convert and create repeat business if you don't set up a sales funnel connected to your social media. So you're investing all this time, you're investing all this energy and it's not leading anywhere. Or if it is, you have no way to track it. And that's really what I wanna make you aware of. Besides, you don't wanna leave people hanging. Like if you're creating really great stuff and they love to follow you and then they're ready to move forward, move the relationship forward and in some way do business with you. If you haven't created an opportunity or a way for them to do that, you're doing a disservice to them because they need you, they need what you do, but there's no way for to make that happen because you haven't connected the dots. So that's number four. And then the last thing that I want you to ask yourself in regards to if social media is killing your business is, do you know whether or not your social media is working? Or do you often wonder what in the heck should I be posting? Because if you're asking yourself both of those questions on a regular basis, chances are pretty high um, that you're wasting your time on social media and it is instead of working for your business, it's working against your business. And it goes back to a lot of the other key questions that I've asked in this episode regarding strategy and creating a plan. But you will know very quickly, if you're in tune with your ideal customer um, and their problems, what you should be posting on social media to attract more people like them. And if you don't know what those things are, then you need to go back to the drawing board and you need to identify you know, what those questions and concerns are and how you're going to capture their attention. By them, I mean your ideal client um, avatar or your target market, however you want to classify that. One is just more specific than the other. How are you gonna gather their attention if you don't know what their problems are, or what their interests are? And so if you are often asking yourself, what should I be posting? What should I be talking about on social media? You need to go back to the drawing board and figure out who that person is, what their problems are, and then you have a way to measurably track whether or not something is do is working. Now, one of the misnomers about social media is everybody gets really excited about likes and views, especially for videos, but none of those things really air quote count when it comes to making social media work. I would even go as far as saying engagements are pretty, um, are pretty low measurement of whether or not something's working. 
What is a better measurement is if somebody is actually opting into your email list or they're picking up a phone um, to call you or they're sending you a direct message to further the relationship and learn more about your product and service and work with you. So if those three things aren't happening from your social media accounts, you probably need to go back to the drawing board, come up with a plan and get to know your ideal client better. That's the wrap for this episode. I want to just wrap up with five tips um, to help you actually utilize social media to grow your business. Number one is you need to have a plan. And we talked about this um, in point number two, I believe. Yeah, point number two is you need to have a plan. But more importantly, you need to have a way to analyze whether or not that plan is working. If you don't have if you have a plan, and you don't have any an analytics attached to it, you don't really have a plan because you can have the best plans in the world, but if you don't go back and look and see if they're actually working to grow your business and you can connect it to sales, you have a problem. So, and I always look at things, a lot of people don't um, connect the amount of time spent on something to a dollar amount. And so I want you to take a minute and look and think about what your hourly rate is. And you know, it could be $25, could be $300. I don't know what that is for your business. But take that dollar amount and then multiply it by the amount of time that you spend on social media. So if you're posting, say, once a day and it takes you 15 minutes or 20 minutes to come up with a post, we'll just do 15. Then you are into your week if you're just doing weekdays for an hour and 15 minutes. So if you're a consultant and you're charging $200, you've just paid, you know, $230 um, into your social media account. Well, are you getting that many clients out of what you're investing? And so look at it that way. You know, if you're spending over an hour or two hours, and sometimes it's even more to post every day or two times a day or three times a day, and you're not getting any real rate of return, you need to look at that time investment as a monetary investment that hasn't, um, returned its share of investment. Um, tip number two is to, in some way, limit your access and time spent on social media. It can be really easy to get distracted by social media. So in some way, set up a limiter. I gave you two examples in this episode. One was you can actually have a VA that changes your passwords. That's pretty, um, what am I trying to say? It's that's like cold turkey, cold turkey of <laughs> quitting social media. So, if that's what you want to do, you can totally do that. And if you don't have a VA, have a friend or family member do it for you, and then get the passwords back on Friday. Um, or you know, there's a couple other options. You can take the the apps off your phone. You can take them, you know, and put put a limiter. There's a social media limit limiter. I think it's part of Google. I'm going to go research it and I'll put it in the show notes, but I had it for a while and then I got annoyed because it kept going off. So um, I don't typically get on Facebook on my computer unless um, I am actually posting something (laughs) to promote either this or a blog post or something like that. So, um, but there is a, a app or a, um, some sort, I will go look, but there's an app or a um, website that is free that you can actually limit your time on social media. So I'll put that in there. 
but come up with a uh, limitation and set your intention around it. Like if you're only going to spend 10 minutes a day, when is that 10 minutes? When are you giving yourself that time? And I would love for you to report back, you know, how that changes not only your business, but your life. Like, are you more interested in conversations when you're standing in line in the grocery store because you've limited your um, reason to pick up your phone? But um, moving right along. Tip number three is to focus 90% of your effort on one platform and one content creator. So if you're gonna create content, create it in one place, repurpose it, and really only drive people to one area of social media, because that's gonna save you time, it's gonna save you frustration. And the most important piece of this is make sure that your people are on that platform. So if you're a hairdresser and you wanna spend all your time on LinkedIn, that may or may not work for you. I don't know many people on LinkedIn that are looking for hairdressers, but I could be wrong. So it, you know, just, really be sure of the platform that you're on. I think everyone's on the platform, but when are they on there and why are they on there? Um, A lot of people that are corporate executives are on Facebook at night and they don't wanna be bothered with business um, promotions and people talking about business all the time. They're on there for fun. And so think about, you know, why you're on there, when you're on there and what you're presenting and who you're presenting it to if you're going to, you know, um, dedicate a lot of time and energy into a platform. Next, you want to use a clear call to action for your posts. And not every post has to have that call to action, but it should have some call to action, whether it's, you know, to get somebody to leave a comment or share a photo or share the post or download a freebie or whatever it might be. You want to include some call to action in there because otherwise it's just posting and it's not gonna go anywhere and you won't know if people engage with it because they'll just zoom right by. So try to include some kind of call to action in those posts. And then last but not least, I would recommend getting really clear on your target audience before you start posting so you know what to post. And then by all means, you're going to have to invest in some sort of advertising if you really want people to see it and you wanna grow your audience. So that's what I've got for you today. I will see you next week. And in the meantime, best of luck getting your uh, control over social media and um, having it enhance your business instead of inhibit your business. And I will see you next week. Have a great week. Take care. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.